right, so on the podcast today, we have Jason Fulton. This is his second time on the podcast. Jason is the head football coach at Newton Community High School in Newton, Illinois. He talks about a lot of different subjects, and I know you will love listening to him on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. All right, so we have Jason Fulton back on the podcast. Coach, you were my second like phone interview, and now we've stepped up our game to Zoom with an actual <laughs> microphone over here. So, Coach, welcome back. It's The podcast has come a long way. Hey, man, thank you so much for having me back on. Um, it was a blast the first time. I had a great time, and so I really appreciate coming back. And uh, you reached out the other day. I was like, heck, yeah, I, I want to do that. Um, I tell you what, you do a, a great job. I really enjoy the podcast. Um, I've, I've fallen behind a little bit here lately. I've been a little bit busy to to listen, to catch up on all of them. But, man, I really enjoy them. Um, you've had some great people on this podcast. Um, I've reached out to a couple of them. You know, just, they, as you say, the nuggets that they bring and um, to the to the football world and everything else. And I tell you what, it's, you've done a great job of, of promoting our sport and, and everything else. So, this is a good time. It's a blast. Oh, man. Yeah. I, like I'll tell everybody that comes on, this is your, you're an honored guest. The second, the second time back, this is way, this is a way for me to steal all of your good ideas. So whatever you say, <laughs> I, I will steal it. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have any good ideas or not, but we just keep chugging along here in Newton, Illinois. And um, we've, just kind of catch you up, I guess. Um, I think we talked back maybe back in 2018 or 19. I don't remember when it was, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've 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 been still been pretty successful in playoffs every year. We playoffs every year since 2014. Last year, nobody played, um, mm -hmm. but um, this year we just actually just finished up our season a, a, about a about a week and a half ago. We played a six-game season, ended up 5-1, and one, had, a, had a great season, uh, had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, there was no playoffs, but uh, I think we would have had a playoff team uh, for sure. So we, we've been doing some good things here in Newton. Uh, we've had some great kids. I've got, I've got a great coaching staff, and uh, we've just been having a blast. We're excited. As one of my coaches said, uh, I think it was yesterday, he said, I think he said 99 days and we start again or, or something mm. like that with football. Mm -hmm. So, um, now I'm, I'm fully in baseball. I was doing, I had about three weeks there where I had to do, I was doing football and baseball at the same time. Um, we did, uh, we were doing baseball practices in the morning or, and then football, or I would have football practice and then go to baseball practice. And then we had a, about two weeks where we had game, but baseball games and maybe leave, we'd have, football practice as early as we could and then I'd go and, and take a bunch of my football kids and go play a baseball game so hmm. it was pretty interesting um definitely different uh but uh we made it we had a good time with it you know something you know everything's new right I mean so you know mm -hmm. we never played football in March and April in Illinois so we did that um as we was finishing up practice in the last two or three weeks you know our our, our practice field is right there with all the track stuff so tracks mm. going on at the same time uh there were days we had to make sure we had to move and turn around so we didn't get hit by a discus you know <laughs> just, oh my god you, Jeez. you know stuff like that like all that was just different stuff you don't fight in the fall um it was just it was just out there and, and very unique situation but uh you know i'm not the only one that had to deal with that everybody in illinois dealt with that and i think everybody did a pretty good job we were very fortunate um we didn't have to miss any games or practices for COVID. Um, our, I thought our kids did a really good job. Our school system in itself has done a great job of keeping us in school and, and mm. keeping us rolling and everything else with us. So it's, it was, but we, you know, I was, that was one of my concerns as, you know, getting ready to get on a bus and say that ah, you're done, you know, mm -hmm. the other team's got COVID or you guys can't go or something like that. So that never happened, which I'm, I'm very thankful. It could happen with baseball, but so far we're, Everything's going pretty good. Mm. So you said you play again in 99 days. So like, what is your plan? And I'll come back to some <laughs> other questions I have about your COVID season, right. but what, like, 
what is your plan going forward? Because you're in the middle of baseball season and then summer and then right. it's like boom, you know. So what like what's changing for you going going forward than as opposed to a normal football season? Well, you know, one, I think you gotta make sure the kids have some rest and some breaks. Um mm-hmm which a lot of our guys are in football or in baseball and track. There's not very mm-hmm. many that's not involved in another sport or tennis. We have some kids in tennis. And I think the biggest thing is we got to make sure they have a break in there somewhere. They got to be kids at some point. And I, I realize agree. they set out, I, they set out a whole, almost a whole year. I get that. But yet a lot of these guys have been going steady since January with basketball and basketball overlapped with football. Then they went into football and then that overlapped with baseball and the other sports. Mm-hmm. So at some point they got to have a break. Um, hopefully our baseball season will go till mid June. That's in the state series. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, we probably won't get our lifting started. You know, it, it kind of depends on baseball finishes up. It could be finished the first week of June or, you know, it could go, uh, you know, a, a week past that or two, uh, that's the ultimate goal, right? I mean, that's what, it, that's what everybody mm-hmm. wants to do. So I think we're looking at, you know, probably opening up the, the weight room around June 7th and, and then going from there and, and just probably focusing on the weights and the, and the, the running to start with. And then we'll kind of get into football activities as we go on. And then July will be a big month. Um, make sure we get, you know, have our camps, um, you know, we make sure we're getting all of our lifting and running done and football activities and seven on sevens. And that's the other thing. We're trying to plan some of that stuff. Um, you know, we always try to do a couple of seven on sevens. And so you're looking at scheduling and, and, and trying to get that ready to go. And, and hopefully that can be kind of a normal, a normal summer for our kids. And I, I think, I think our start dates like August around August 11th or something like whatever mm-hmm. that Monday is, I don't have it in front of me. And so that's, so it's going to be here before you know it. There's, I mean, mm. it's, it's going to go fast. So, um, you know, I didn't take the sled pads off. You know, that was usually after the end of the season. I take, I, sure. I put everything yeah, away. Geez. And I was like, I'm just going to leave them on. <laughs> you know, it's, we're going to be using them here pretty mm. soon. So that's, you know, there's been a lot of different things. Our, uh, I think a lot of Illinois coaches, if they're listening to this, they're probably in the same boat I am. But, you know, we sent our helmets off for reconditioning. Mm. Um, mine, mine went on mo- yesterday, Monday. And you're just keeping your fingers crossed mm-hmm. that they're back uh, in plenty of time. Um, mm-hmm. That's always a worry. You know, even when you send them off back in, you know, November, December, mm-hmm. um, you're hoping they're coming, you know, usually get them back before the end of the school. But I've had, I've heard scenarios before, where, you know, it's August and guys don't have their helmets yet. So hopefully uh, recon will go fast and, and, and all that stuff that goes with it. So you just got to kind of keep your fingers crossed and make sure everything's ready to go when, when we hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> recon. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, a team around here sent their helmets off, and the the company told them that they lost their helmets. Oh, <laughs> they didn't no. know. <laughs> they went so there were pictures in the paper of them practicing with all kinds of people's helmets, and they eventually oh, were man. found, but somehow they got lost. I never quite understood. How did you lose helmets? Oh, that, wow, that'd be awful. That'd be awful. I, I can imagine, you know, just even getting mm. them back late is I knock on wood, my guy, my, uh, I'll, I'll do a plug here. I've got a, we do all Riddell and, mm. uh, my Riddell guy's awesome. And he's, I mean, we always have had him on time and he's, and I believe him when he promises I'll be back and, you know, in July, I think it'll be, I think it's July is what they're saying. I believe him. I think they'll be back and we'll be okay. Mm. But, uh, man, that's, you know, we like to hand that stuff out pretty early. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you do have a practice or something, kids can get a helmet on, shoulder pads on, and that's probably going to be a little bit different this summer. We won't get the, get the helmet shoulder pads on. We're allowed, we're allowed 20 contact days this year, usually 25, 20 contact okay. days. Um, and you can start, I mean, you can't go full contact. You can't go, you know, mm-hmm. pad full, completely pad up and, and scrimmage, but you can, you know, you can put your pads on and get some work done and, and we usually do, but that's mm. going to be a little bit different this summer. We won't be padded up as much. Yeah, it's interesting. So you get 20 days in Illinois to put on helmets and, and shoulder pads. Is that right? So what, 20 contact days, that means uh, it could be your camp days, you know, however you want to use those 20 okay. or 25 days. It's only 20 days this year. Uh, that does not include your weightlifting. So weightlifting is separate. Okay. So, 
But if you do weightlifting and running and football activities at the same time, that does count as a day, as right. a contact day. So, you know, I always do a camp week, or sometimes I try to do two camp weeks. Uh, we call mm -hmm. one mini camp. We'll do like a three-day camp, and then we have a five-day camp at the very end of July. And I think that usually just kind of propels us into the season. So, you know, there's eight days right there just off camp weeks. And then I'll try to fit in, you know, 12 more, which eventually we'll do a lot of our stuff just during our weight training. So we'll, we mm -hmm. bring our kids back up and we, you know, go through whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, offensive day, defensive day, whatever it might be at the time. And, you know, it might be as simple as having a young kid in there trying to teach them how to play quarterback that's never played quarterback before. And that's right. You know, just, just stuff like that or stance and starts. I mean, just really basic, basic mm -hmm. stuff, but that does count as your days. That's awesome. So what did you do during your COVID season that you will carry over to future seasons? Like what's something that you, you did because you had to this past season that you said, Hey, I might, I might do that all the time now through more normal normal seasons that's you know honestly that's a great question i we tried to i guess the, the other side of that is we tried to keep it as normal as possible once we started mm. okay and we didn't try to dwell on covid i mean it was obviously obviously it was there and it, it affected us all but um you know when we started practice we just it was a normal practice plans I think the one thing we did differently, though, is if this makes sense, we didn't maybe after a little bit, we kind of got away from focusing on the and I hate to say it this way, but just like the individualism of so we got away mm -hmm. from, you know, individual, uh, you know, O-line running right. backs and, that, and we did more we did more team oriented things. We really worked on our scout teams um, getting ready or, or, or getting ready for the games, I guess, mm -hmm. pre preparation for our games more than we mm -hmm. trying to say, I want to decide how I want to say this. We, you know, we, we worked on lots of plays. Let's put it that way. A lot of yeah. plays, a lot of, de a lot of defense stuff where maybe I'm, I'm, I coach our receivers where we would have those receiver segments where we're just working constantly on routes and catches and things like mm -hmm. that where we took our, because we had some young kids and we also had, we had some new kids out that uh, had a couple of seniors that came out, three mm -hmm. seniors that came out for the first time and they were, they were big contributors. They never played football before. So, mm -hmm. but we had such a short amount of time that we had to teach them the game and learn plays and things like that. So we had to teach them the very basics and then mm -hmm. jump in to prepare that week for that team. So I think that was the biggest thing that made the biggest changes where in the, maybe in like in August and the, in the, in the normal season, mm -hmm. you know, we're spending a lot more time with that individual effort and that's going to have to come from our summer. I think mm -hmm. so. That's probably the biggest thing. Now the kids kind of enjoyed that, but I could yeah. also tell, I could also tell that, you know, in the games, maybe we weren't as fundamentally sound in mm -hmm. some areas mm -hmm. that we normally are. And that's, it definitely has to get back to a focus of that. But I also, mm -hmm. it also showed us that, there can be a good, and, and to answer your question, this will answer your question. I, I think there can be a good mix of mm. maybe we don't have to spend so much time on six inch steps on, yeah, on the yeah. offensive line. We could, although that's very important and we want to make sure. sure they know it's important, but we can also really making sure that our plays are crisp and clean. And, and so maybe a better balance. And I think that's what we got to take, um, in, into the future is a better balance. And the other thing too, is one other thing is we really, and you've had people on your podcast talking about this. We really cut down our practice time. Mm, um, mm -hmm. You know, there was a, there was, mm. we never went past two hours and there, and there we, we got to where we were down to about an hour and a half easily and getting mm. everything accomplished. And mm. You know, I've heard you've had guys on the on the podcast talking about that before. Like, you know, you can get a lot done if they're focused and you get after it and you go hard. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be out there three three hours, four hours. I mean, that that's just not how how it is. And I we found mm -hmm. our kids were much more attentive mm -hmm. and focused and worked harder 
and understood that. And I did not see any let up in our games. You know, I know game lasts a lot longer than that. But what mm-hmm. I, I saw was our kids were more focused and, and, and dedicated to what we were doing in practice. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's another thing we could probably carry over is cutting back a little bit in practice time. I still think that our big practice days are Tuesday, Wednesday, most people are. Mm-hmm. And I still think that, you know, that Wednesday for us has to be a pretty big day. There's a lot sure. that needs to be accomplished that day. Our JV, I don't know how you guys do it, but our JV plays on Mondays. Yes, that's and when so, ours plays. So the that Tuesdays, because we got to have those kids to help prepare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we had a nice night. We had 50, we had 50 kids out, uh, basically, uh, freshman mm-hmm. through senior, which that was some good numbers and it was kind of yeah probably tops in our or pretty close to being tops in our conference but you need those kids to help prepare you but you can't beat on them on tuesdays you're not allowed to anyway there's we have a rule in illinois if you play a game the next day you can practice but you can't have contact and so that's okay yeah so that's why wednesdays are a huge day so wednesdays are going to be probably the long day but Mm -hmm. we could probably cut back that tuesday which that used to be a long day too and and then we're finding ourselves doing a little bit more on Thursdays than what we used to. We used to do more of a walkthrough. And mm-hmm. now we kind of, we don't get after it, but we'll get some bags out there and make sure we'll pop a bag and make sure we're yeah, yeah. where we need to be and stuff like that. So there's been some changes um, over the last five years, but I think COVID and the way we coach this year is going to definitely affect some of the things we do in the future. And I think in, a, in probably in a good way. Yeah, no doubt. We, we faced some roster number issues with injuries this past year and we ran plays on barrels for the first time in my career. And I thought to myself, obviously it doesn't replace bodies, but if you're trying to, you know, install play or get some timing, like, man, this is a good idea. You know, this is something that I think to myself, Oh, I should have been doing this before in a period of practice. And now Mm it'll be something I, I probably carry over going forward and like you were saying the diminished time I mean we played in the fall but our, our time was diminished but it made you focus more on what's really important so like you were saying are you really are you hammering home something that's not really going to make a difference because maybe you had more time in a normal in a normal year and you're learning to focus on okay what do I really need to get done is that kind of accurate am I depicting what you were talking about like no, you're I, trying to I, I think that's Find exactly what you need right. to do. Right. We needed, we had to focus on what we need to get accomplished mm-hmm. to try to win football games. And, you know, I think a lot of people looked at it and said, Oh, you know, it's, it's a five, it's a six game season. There's no playoffs winning, losing doesn't matter. It does. Mm-hmm. And I even at some point in my head said, Oh, it doesn't, you know, if we win six games, we lose all six. Does it really matter? It does. It, it yes, matters it for does. your program and it matters for those kids. And, you know, so our job as coaches to work as, as hard as we possibly can to make sure that they have success and to try to get them ready. So I think the biggest thing is we shifted our focus on how do we get them ready for the game and, the, you know, the preparation for the other teams. So, you know, the first, you know, we really only had about two and a half, I think it's two and a half weeks to prepare mm-hmm. for the first game. So that, mm-hmm. you know, that first week you're, you're kind of, and, you know, some of the stuff we, would, we did do in the fall, we had some practice time in the fall. And so they didn't come into this, you know, cold turkey and and not knowing anything. They knew they retained quite a bit of information, but you know, we we just really, like you just said, we really focused on what we need to know for right now to to play these games. We spent a lot of time on special teams, and our special teams were good. Are, are they mm-hmm. really? We had great. We had two really good kickers and a really good punter, um, and then we focused tremendously on the coverage. And I can say our coverage was great on kickoff and punts. Uh, our return game was really good. Our extra points and all that was all that was really really good because we spent a lot of time on that. And um, just not that we don't spend time on that. Uh, other times we do. We 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 do spend a lot of time on first teams. But I wanted to make sure we didn't get into a game because we weren't prepared and gave up a touchdown or, or something on mm-hmm. a kick that we shouldn't have. And, and we did, we, our special teams were really good. So, um, so yeah, I mean, basically we, we, we prepped for the games. We really did. And it really did work out well, but I also know we are have, we'll have to go back and 
you know, go back to a little bit how we used to practice and just make sure we're fundamentally sound. Mm -hmm. And especially for the younger kids, as they come up, they got to learn, you know, mm -hmm. make sure they're, they're doing what they got to do. But, you know, I don't know, I hope, hope I, this makes sense, but, but you can also have athletes and they may not have the best stance, but they still can get the job done. Right. Yes. Yes, um, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. So we had some really good athletes that, had some new kids out and, and then returners and sometimes fundamentally they didn't look all that great you know mm -hmm. with their stance or whatever it might be but they figured it out and they got the job done and they did a good job doing it so uh, you can't fault them for that and, and I, I think it's sometimes you just say turn them loose and let them go play make sure you know give them the information they need and then just let them go play mm -hmm. and I think well, somebody that's how this year was yeah and I've used this phrase with, I got this phrase with somebody, I forget who it was, but they said, Muhammad Ali fought with his hands down by his side and Joe Frazier fought with his hands up top, picture perfect. Mm -hmm. And Muhammad Ali is one of the greatest of all time. So at some point, if it's productive, you just right. say, okay, that's how you do it. It's within our, it's within, it's within our schemes and how it should be done. You're having you're being productive with this, so let's not overcoach, overcoach this. I want to get your thought on this phrase while we're on this topic. I, I hear coaches say things. I hear coaches say this phrase: "You have to coach every rep." And I find I find myself as a younger coach thinking I have to say something every rep. But I think at some point that becomes like Charlie. It becomes like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. What's your, at what point do you step in as a coach and correct as opposed to, okay, they, they just haven't done it enough. I, I'll just give them a coaching cue, cue later. That's a great point you brought up because that was something we addressed in a coach's meeting at the end of the year in, at 20, in 2019. Actually, mm -hmm. we, had a meeting in, we had a meeting in 2020 right before, you know, kind of getting ready for the season and right before COVID hit and everything was shut mm -hmm. down. And that was one of the things I talked about. And I said, we've got to stop having do-overs in practice on every single play. Yes. Sometimes we just gotta sometimes we just gotta let them play through it. And we can address it later. Or you have a segment where you come back and maybe redo that play. But you're exactly right. You you sometimes these kids, they just all it just seems like it's negative. They harp on, I mean, it, it seems like coaches are just negative on every single rep or every single play. Sometimes mm. you just got to let it go and then you can address it later. And you get, I think a part of it is you got to know your coach, you got to know your kids. Some kids want to be coached hard in that situation or can take it. Some can't. And so you have to understand what kids can adjust to how you're coaching it. Um, but, you know, if we're running, you know, we're, in, you know, we're, we're West coast and we're an I team and, you know, we're running counter and power and trap all the time. And, you know, we run power and it looked pretty good, but we stop it. It looked pretty good, but then we stop it because of this one thing or other. And this is my offense coordinator is awesome. He's, he's a great guy. And, and this is something him and I talked about because hmm. he likes to, he does like to stop it. And he did a good job of letting it play out even this year. I mean, there's times you do have to stop it. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I mean, you know, if, the, if it's an absolute disaster, you can't just let it go and clap your hands and say, good job, guys. I mean, yeah, you can't, right. You can't just keep saying good job for, for a job that's not well done. I mean, there you go. But there are some things that, you know, you can let it go. And then just, I kind of try to take notes during practice. I write it down and then maybe pull that kid to the side and say, hey, this is, what you mm -hmm. did wrong on this play or let's try this next time or whatever. And I thought my coaches did a really good job of that. So that's definitely mm -hmm. something, you know, we don't film um, every practice and we don't, I mean, sometimes we do uh, film some things, but when we do film it, you know, that's a, it's kind of, that's what I said, let, let's let it go. We can watch the film and, and go mm -hmm. and come back and, and look at that stuff. But um, I wish we filmed, had the opportunity to film everything. We just, Sometimes I don't have the personnel to film and, you know, it, there's all kinds of different reasons. And sometimes you just don't mm -hmm. even have the time to watch the film. You know, we're still teaching and everything else that goes with it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you throw it on huddle and the kids can watch it and you say, um, Hey, look at clip number 
you know, 24 and, you know, watch yourself on this play. So that really is, is helpful. But I think that's a great point that we don't have to coach every single rep. You just, you need to coach the team and you need to coach the segment, but I don't think you have to coach every single rep. That's mm -hmm. my opinion, but. Cause I find myself, I found myself just saying words, saying words like good or yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's awesome or, or something like that. And I feel like I just became Charlie, Charlie Brown's teacher. I, there's yeah. at some point you, you have to coach when, when, when you know the kids are going to respond to what you're, right. what you're asking them, them to do because everybody's body's made a little different. So I, you know, I've coached off as a line most of my career. And some guys' stance looks like the one in the textbook. Some guys' stance looks like something out of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But right. if they're both getting the job done, there's no reason to to try to make the player who maybe their stance doesn't look picture perfect get in a picture perfect stance, but his his production falls. And that's I think as a coach, that's something we always have to be be cognizant of. And, and that's that's my humble humble opinion. I think, I think that's exactly right in just making sure that they know what they're doing and, and you can correct it on the, on the run, but you don't have to correct every play. And the one thing I was going to actually add to that too is, you know, I was coming through high school and even when I started coaching is, you know, if, a kid, if you're running a, a play in, in practice and you know, a bad snap or a kid jumped off the side or something like that, you know, immediately you're running them to, you know, we had a, a big ditch out here we say run to the ditch so it's like then you're wasting time and practice running to the ditch and back and forth so we've stopped doing all that i said this is mm -hmm. ridiculous you know you mm -hmm. know you're we're losing practice time and then when, when they get back from running or whatever it is they're not they're not checked in so mm -hmm. a few years ago i went to um we call them s fcrs friendly hmm. concentration reminders <laughs> the, kid, the kids have another name for them um I'll, they call them UFUs, and you can. I won't. I won't expand on that. Yeah, but, I hear you uh, on that. Yeah, but uh, FCRs, it's, you know, five push-ups or whatever. So if a kid, let's say a, a Y out, jumps the snap count, we run the play. When they come back to the huddle, they they'll just jump down, do it on their own in the huddle, and jump back up, and they're ready mm -hmm. to roll. And they know that. And or we'll mm -hmm. say, hey, we're rolling, but at the end of the practice, you owe us you know, two SCRs or, or whatever it might be. And it doesn't mm -hmm. disrupt, it doesn't res disrupt practice. It doesn't disrupt the reps, but it also keeps them accountable for making sure they're doing the right thing. And I, you know, we've gotten away from, I, I don't even want to call it punishments. I, I didn't know what, that's mm -hmm. a terrible, that's a terrible phrase for, but, you know, just that, that whole thing of, of running, running to death and all that, that that's we're not we're not there anymore that's not how this works and so mm -hmm. you still need to keep them accountable you still need to tough them up and, and all that stuff but mm -hmm. you don't want to disrupt your practices and keep that flow of practice going there's time they can do that at the end or or whatever and then we have you know we we have a segment at the end of practice usually we didn't really do it this year um but um we call them extras and it's just mm -hmm. a little extra time after practice. And my offense coordinator, Coach Halsey, he usually runs extras. And, you know, he may have them, you know. And this this is for the kids who maybe have, were late to practice or um, yeah. had, a, had, had a detention or, or something like that, that, you know, they, they'll have a couple of hill – we've got a, a small little hill. They'll have a couple of hill runs with Coach Halsey or something like that. And those are extras. And mm -hmm. we just that doesn't disrupt our practice. That's just all at the end of – into practice doesn't take long five ten minutes mm -hmm. and they're done so i think doing those type of things not disrupting practice and that kind of goes into the question you asked and about the phrases we don't need to coach every rep don't disrupt your practices correct on mm -hmm. the run as you need to and then you mm -hmm. can always come back to those segments and I, we mm -hmm. found it much more productive much more productive. no doubt i've also gone away from just straight conditioning at the end of practice Yep. Uh, I feel like every conditioning session I was a part of as a player or as a coach, you end your practice on a negative tone. You could have had the best day ever, air quotes, best day ever, 
Right. And then you're harping on kids for not touching the line or jumping the count. And I'm thinking I, the, the more I coach, the more I think that was really not smart. <laughs> that maybe we should incorporate conditioning <laughs> into practice. And right. and another thing I, I've we I've gone away from as a coach, as seen as, as an assistant coach and as as a head coach is the county fair type stuff. And I don't know if you, you do that, like you do conditioning, maybe beginning of the season, like a conditioning practice. My thing that now is I just want to play football as much as we can. And then that gets mm -hmm. them into football shape. I would love your, your comments on all that, that garbage. So I just, that, I that, that jumbling I mess I just said. Yeah. No, I got a lot to add to that. That's really good. So let me start. I, I understand what you're saying. So let me start with our like summer conditioning and that's changed mm -hmm. tremendously for, for mm -hmm. us. And I think I'm, um, our, our track coach is, is Todd Short, and he's also – this was his 33rd season coaching football at Newton High School. Oh, my gosh. And he's, he's, been the, he's been our freshman and coach that mm -hmm. whole time, and then he's also our, one of our offensive line, defensive line coaches. So wealth of knowledge. Um, he's the track coach, and he does – Coach, you there? It, there you go. Yeah, there I'm you here. Go. You're back now. You okay, go. good. You cut off for a second. Okay. Um, basically, he's talking about Coach Short and then how he has incorporated our this more. It's more speed training where we we've done, we yes. went to more speed training, and so like our summer conditioning now is based off speed training. So mm -hmm. we used to run like a lot of 800s and um, you know have them run a mm -hmm. mile, and we'd go do us. We've gotten away from that. It's it's mm -hmm. shorter bursts. It's speed training. We're you know we're trying to do that. So with that being said, we've tried to incorporate that. And I, when you said county fair, that made me think about, you know, we all the, the station work and all that stuff yeah. we, we, we've done in the past and we've gotten away from that. So mm -hmm. in practice, the whole idea is, and this is the less is more, I guess, that um, that train of thought and, you know, feeding the cats and you hear that term and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we're not there with all that, but one thing we have done sure. is a, Look in your in your drill work. You got to go as hard as you can. That's yes. you know that's your that's your conditioning. That's part of it. And then if we really do condition, maybe at the end of the practice, then it is it's based off the speed training. So it's not mm. just get on the line and we're going to run gassers till you puke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean that's the old way of thinking, right? Run the yes. gassers or or you're going to run a ten minute run or whatever. We've gotten away from mm -hmm. that stuff. So and then we. And then we also make it competitive. So one thing I really like to do is say, you've got five twenties, but mm -hmm. you're racing somebody. So you, oh, you, like get, that. you get, in a, you get paired up with somebody mm -hmm. similar speed and you're racing and we, mm -hmm. you know, we tag it with five push-ups or sit-ups or something like that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then they give them plenty of recovery time. So they race, they walk back and, you know, and we do it by position. So, you know, receivers and one are racing over here and the, the running backs are racing over there, linemen are racing, and you know, they, they're getting races and it gets competitive. And so we try to make everything a competition. Um, the other thing the kids they really like this is they want to play um, we usually do 40 or 50 yard tag. Oh and man. It's it's awesome. They 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 love it and they so and they gotta stay between the hashes. And we'll mm -hmm. do maybe four, maybe four of them. They're going as hard as they can. They're, we always do this with pads on because they're diving and they're trying to tag people and yeah. they're, they're having a great time. So they, they love that, but they, they're getting a full effort out of them. Then the other thing we do for fun, it's not really fun, but they love playing it, <laughs> is that one of our conditionings is deal or no deal. So I'll have okay. 10 cards. I'll have 10 cards with different conditioning things on them. So maybe it's like 520s or 340s or one mm -hmm. half gasser or three heel runs or there's always go home. Oh, so, shoot. Okay. So they we play deal or no deal and, you know, just like the game show and I'll have those cards and they choose one and we're going, they're making, we're making the deals and, you know, we eliminate the cards and they're, you know, they're jumping up and down, they're screaming and, you know, if they, 
uh, if they get to go home, then there's nothing and they're going nuts and it's a great time. If, you know, if it's uh, like one of them is 25 push-ups, 25 sit-ups with uh, Coach Tar, who's my special teams and, and running back linebackers coach. Okay. But that, that doesn't sound like much, but when he makes them do 25 push-ups and sit-ups, it's pretty tough because what he does, mm. it, you know, it's just, and they have a good time with that. That's fun. We don't mm. do it. I mean, that's usually our Wednesday if we, if we have it on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So either, either our Wednesday is going to be deal or no deal or, or tag mm -hmm. or something fun. They're still getting conditioning, but they're not walking away on a negative note. Like you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier, because that's how it always used to be. Right. I mean, we yes. run our conditioning at the end and it was tough and it's hot and, you know, Hey, get on the line for 10 forties and Hey, we're mm -hmm. going to do it again. Cause you didn't run hard enough or, or whatever. And that's, mm -hmm that was not productive at all. So everything we do is based off, is try to be more fast, more speed training. And I, that's mm. all credited to, to Coach Short and Coach mm. Tar. Um, and actually we have two Coach Tars, they're brothers, Brock Tar and Travis Tar, mm. uh, who are my a, a coach with us. And, and Brock is also a, a track coach with Coach Short. I mean, they've mm. really helped incorporate a lot of this stuff. Um, and and if, if Travis Tar was sitting here, he'd say, "Now, there still needs to be some toughness in football. You got to embrace the suck yes. once in a while." And, and absolutely, and, and that's and I get and I I agree with that. I, I think there's there's a fine line there too. But that's kind of we've changed our conditioning tremendously to more mm -hmm. of that, and I think it's been so much more productive than mm -hmm. what we were doing in the past. And that's okay. I mean, I grew up through that system and. Um, the way we did things, it was hard. And it was, I think it, it definitely created some toughness and some football players, but it's, it is different now. And I think there has to be, there has to be a, a sense of you've got to learn to adapt to the changes mm -hmm. and you don't have to change everything, but you got right. to adapt to it. And I think that's what we've done. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Football is always going to be a blocking and tackling Sure. Know, getting off blocks, physical toughness. Like you were saying, you're always trying to find the best, the best way to, to do it. And I remember I was looking, just looking at the date of our, of our first podcast, it was 2018. Where does time go? I don't, it seemed wow. like it was not that long ago. No and uh, I mean, it was December, but still 2018. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you were talking to me back then about explosive training and it just makes sense with football because football is short burst, short burst, right. short burst, minimal rest or not minimal rest. Actually it can be up to what, 25 or 40 seconds depending on the play clock. Sure. And then you're just going as hard as you can again. And it would make sense to condition like you, you play the game. Right. Absolutely. I, I agree. And, and I'd be honest with you, that was hard for me to grasp, put my, mm -hmm. to wrap my head around. Um, I got to give it to Coach Short, who's spent a lot of time clinicking and with, um, mm -hmm. with, well, what's it? TS, I think it's a, what's it called? TSC or it's, it's Tony Holler who's here in Illinois, but he's been all over and does these, mm -hmm. um, it's the feed the cats program, all this stuff. But mm -hmm. I'm, and then Coach Short, I mean, he probably was really frustrated with me for a long time. Like, why am I not, you know, just buying in? And it, right. I don't know if I'm even 100% bought in just because I'm, they're still in the back of my mind, like, well, that's not how we used to do it. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely. But, but it, you know, it's just so ingrained in there. But mm -hmm. the what we are doing is working. And you know, as far as making our kids faster, um, mm -hmm. our weight program has changed you know, tremendously. Uh, Coach Tar, both Coach Tars, but Coach Travis Tar has done a, a tre tremendous job in our, in, with our weight program. And it's not just go in there and pound the heavy weights all the time. It's, it's, mm. you know, trying to get you explosive. Um, and mm -hmm. it's not, we're not doing uh, CrossFit. Let me, let me just clarify that. That's not the CrossFit stuff, but we've, we've learned, mm -hmm. and I know some eccentric type lifts and workouts and, and things like that who are make it's making our kids uh, better athletes. And it's also helping with our joints and, and things like that. So we, we still pound heavy weight. Don't get me wrong. We, we do. We, that's still mm -hmm. a big, a big part of it, but there's a lot of explosive, you know, training with our lifting. Um, you know, it's just, it's just changed so much. 
and and it's for the for the best. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. doubt. You know, we're just we're I think we're on the right track. Um, now, my only one thing with COVID was we weren't in the weight room very much, and that yeah. was that was one of my biggest worries going into the season was we did not get the lifting time because we weren't allowed in the weight room for the longest time. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't allowed mm-hmm. to go in there. And then when, like at the end of January, 1st of February, they said, okay, now you can go lift. Well, that wasn't very much time. You know, we got as much in as we possibly can, but we still had kids that had, you know, they, they had, they didn't think we were going to play football. So they had some jobs and, you know, different things mm-hmm. that we tried to accommodate. Just everybody said, Hey, don't worry. You know, we're going to make this work the best you can. We just want you to play. And they did. They we ended up with a couple pretty significant injuries, but for the most part, mm-hmm. we were we pretty. Were, actually, we had three three significant injuries, but for mm-hmm. the most part, we were pretty healthy. Coach, that's awesome. Coach, as we as we land land the plane on our on our interview here, I would love some wisdom. I do this I think about every time with a coach, but I would love some wisdom for a young coach out there looking to get into the profession. What are some things they can do to help themselves? become the best coach that they can be? Well, there's no doubt listening to your podcast before. I mean, you've had oh, stop. guys, you've had, well, but you've had a lot of, you've had a lot of really, really good coaches on here, much better than me. Um, oh man. And, and, and have said probably the same thing I'm going to say, but, you know, listen to your peers um, mm. and get into, try to get into a, You there, coach? Uh, oh, you're good. Go yes. ahead. Okay. I got you now. And uh, just, you know, get into a system that um, that will allow you to grow mm-hmm. and, and then be be like a sponge and, and absorb everything and, you know, take the time once clinics, you know, start back, mm-hmm. you know, get to a clinic or, you know, watch things, listen to podcasts, all those different things that, that you need to do and be willing to um, be willing to do the little things too. Mm. And this is something I'm, I was talking to my baseball team about this today from a baseball standpoint, we've got to be, well, you know, nobody's bigger than the team. Nobody's bigger than the game. So I don't mm-hmm. like, I was talking about chasing foul balls. I don't care if you're a senior mm. or not go chase a foul ball. What's the best thing for the team. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with coaching. What's the best thing for the team. And, and also what's the best thing for you is do the little things. If the, you know, be the guy that's willing to be there early and, and, and do all the, all the little jobs that nobody else wants to do. You be that guy. And that's how you can mm-hmm. learn from it. Um, mm. and, and, and of course, and continue to learn because it's more than just the X's and O's. It really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good X and O guys out there, but they're not good coaches. Mm. And I think we, we, I think we know that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good X and O guys, but they don't know how to relate that to the kids. They don't know how to relate that to the programs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I try to do my very best with, you know, and, and I hope that if I have a young coach on my staff that they, they can see that I, I try to work hard at it. Um, mm. I hope I'm working hard at it. I try to do, like I said, I try, I try to put as much into it as I can, but I, but I also, um, and my wife would probably disagree with me, but I, I think, you know, you got to take time for your families too. I mean, football can't mm-hmm. consume you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, you know, we do spend a lot of time away from our families, but I think at the same time, it, it can't consume us uh, so much. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that balance, but, you know, be willing to do the little things and, and be a sponge and get out there and, and, you know, work, you know, get to the clinics and, and everything else and, and get in with, and just, don't understand just the X's and O's, but understand how to run a program. And, and I think that's, that's going to take you a long ways. And, um, mm. and don't, <laughs> I, you had somebody else say this and I agreed with them so much. Um, don't think you have to be a coordinator or something like that right away. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, be a position coach and, and be willing to coach multiple positions. Learn. I think maybe you even said this, but you know, everybody probably should coach offensive line at some point. I did for years. Absolutely. I did for years. I never played offensive line, but I coached offensive line for 
a long mm-hmm. time and I really enjoyed it. And there's days this year that I went back or because um, mm-hmm. our schedule was kind of messed up, but one of my coaches couldn't get there on time some days because of the scheduling. And I coached offensive line a couple of days, loved it because I, it was, mm-hmm. I hadn't done it for a while, but be willing to coach, to learn how to coach different p- positions. And, you know, you're going to find your one, your one thing that you're good at, but, mm-hmm. you know, I did, you know, I, mm-hmm. I coached for several years before I became a defense coordinator and I probably became defense coordinator even probably too young. And we had a lot of success early. And I, I thought, oh man, I'm, I'm really good at this. And then all of a sudden we had a bad year. I was like, what happened? I thought I was really good at this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I need to work harder. And, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it all. And that's, I still mm-hmm. don't, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not even close to knowing all. So don't, I don't know who said on your podcast, but they were exactly right. Don't feel like you have to be a coordinator right away be willing to coach all the different types of positions and and you know you're even if you become a coordinator you're not going to change the world just because you're that coordinator Um, absolutely it's already it's already been done i mean the the the, the schemes have been done the the plays i mean um, Mm -hmm. they're all the same plays they may be designed differently in in this segment or or in this offense or that defense or whatever it's pretty much all the same I mean, mm-hmm. right. I mean, it's, yes. you know, Howie, you know, I think you're talking about, you guys ran some like stuff out of the gun that was wing T oriented, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the same type of plays. I, you know, we ran defensively. I ran everything from a three, five, three, four to a four, three to four, four. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, you tweak it here or there, but the basics has, has always been done. So mm-hmm. just because you're a coordinator doesn't mean, and you, and you come up with a new, new plan it's been done before. Right. Don't think you're a miracle order, but that's a good job. I mean, I, we want to praise sure. those guys for that. So I, yeah. I don't know. That's maybe that's not a great nugget for you, but I just, I think you've had guys on here talking about it and has, has said it very well, but we need young coaches. Uh, we need keep people in this profession. There's no doubt about it. Uh, hey, we need young officials. We need. Yes, officials we do. Guys. If anybody's listening to this, I tell you what, throughout the whole United States, we need officials, um, and and we'll stop. Coaches, we'll, as coaches, we'll stop yelling at you. How about that? <laughs> you know, so we get yeah, no get doubt. Gee whiz, get these guys officiating. We need officials so bad. But I talked to a friend of mine. He coaches at another school here, and, and he's the head baseball coach and AD. And they went to go play a game today, and he said that um, they were going that the other team was going to have to cancel because they didn't have umpires. And he said, "All umpire." They said, you're going to do that? He goes, absolutely. He goes, I'd rather my team play. Absolutely, yes. So his team played. I think he mainly is JV. He, he said his varsity didn't play very much. It was a, you know. And so he umpired while, while they played just so they could get, get a game in. And that's, that's where we're at now. We need, mm. we need officials in every single sport. So, um, mm-hmm. okay. So there's a good – sorry, I'm jumping around here. But there's a good that's thing good. For, for young coaches – back off mm-hmm. of the officials. And I wish somebody mm-hmm. had told me that I mm-hmm. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good now, but and I, mm-hmm. I have my moments. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we all do. Yes, but we all do. Yeah. When, back when I was a younger coach, you know, I was a kind of a hothead and everything else. And I should have backed off. And I wish, I wish somebody mm-hmm. would have grabbed a hold of me and said, you know, slow down, back off of mm-hmm. these guys, you know, and I've had to learn that the hard way over all these years. And, it's mm-hmm. it, it is a you have a much better relationship with those officials uh, down the road and I do I feel like I've got a good relationship with most officials around now uh, for mm-hmm. the most part and that that makes a huge difference you know when going to a game not mean you're going to get an extra call or not that's not what I'm talking about right it just yeah. makes the it just and that's not what I'm looking for and that's I want the integrity of the game to stay the, stay the way it should be but but you know, it just makes it so matter, much better. And those guys want to come back to your place. You know, if you're at yes. the home game, they want to come back to, to work for you guys. And that's, that's important. So that's, mm-hmm. that's probably my biggest advice for official, for young coaches, stay off the officials, stay off. of them. There you go. I, man, I can, I can get hot and cold. And that's, I think I, this past year, I really focused on, Hey, let's not, you know, they, they'll, they mess up. Like I mess up. Let's make sure we're, you know, keeping it down the the middle lanes there, coach. Yeah, that's definitely advice I need to take. 
Yeah, I agree. I, and like I said, I was not good at it and I still have my moments. It's not that I'm perfect. There's no doubt, but I think sure. now when I have, when I have my moments, I've built those relationships that mm-hmm. the next, you know, one breath I'm, I'm kind of angry and the next breath I'm, you know, joking around with them, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, that's, I think that's the difference. And we did have a, we had a coach here. Uh, he retired a couple of years ago. He was our basketball coach for a long time. And he was like that, you know, he would, mm. he could get after him pretty good, but he had such a great relationship. And that, that was a guy I could learn from. And I did learn from him. You know, he, mm-hmm. he was really good about that. And that's, I think that took me taking a step back and watching him, how he handled uh, officials and, and how much better it mm. made it for his team and, and, and for our school district. And because mm-hmm. we're, you know, the thing too, we're representing our school districts and, you know, I'm proud mm-hmm. of our district. I'm proud of everything. You know, I'm from here. I love, I love our school district. You're representing that school when you go out there. So we need to do it in the best way possible. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I don't want somebody listening to this go, well, I saw you yelling at official, you know, not too long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had my moments. I still do, but uh, sure. You know, but I, I think there's still, uh, there's room for me to grow even on that part of it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. After all Coach. these years. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Yeah, we all have stuff to, yeah. to, to do better. Coach, thank yeah. you for coming on. You're always full of wisdom. Thank you for your friendship. <laughs> and uh, this this has been wonderful. Well, Zach, I tell you, man, you are awesome. And we wish you the absolute best. I can't thank you enough for what you're doing for this. And I really enjoy um, getting all these guys on here. And, man, it's, it's, it's changed my coaching life just having your podcast because it – you know, anytime I'm in the vehicle or going somewhere, I, I, you know, I think last summer when I was going to Florida on a vac- on mm-hmm. vacation. I from it was like 16 hour drive. I think it was mind of football coach up for 16 straight hours. Just oh my gosh! So, oh right, wow! You, you and probably the Office podcast. I I jump back and forth. There you but, go. Uh, yeah, but it was uh, you know, you do a great job, and I really appreciate. It. We wish you the very best of luck, man. Awesome, appreciate man. It. Thank you. Appreciate it. you're a good man. Appreciate you. Thank you.